to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome to episode number five of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Harris. I am a certified professional dog trainer, and I am also the owner of a good feeling dog training based in Denver, Colorado. I am super excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking with the owners of VetCS. They make CBD products for dogs, cats, and horses. So if you've been curious about using CBD for your pets, this is the podcast episode for you. So tune in and enjoy. So guys, I'm super excited to have the lovely ladies from VetCS on the podcast today. Um, Trish Wilhelm is a certified veterinary technician, a veterinary cannabis counselor, and she is the co-founder of VetCS. And we also have Chelsea Ludke with us today. She is a veterinarian and she is the chief veterinary advisor for VetCS. They make wonderful products and we're going to kind of dive into that. But I want to first start by kind of defining what CBD is, um, where it comes from, what it's made from. So um, we're going to have Trish kind of take that question. So go for it, Trish. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Um, So CBD stands for cannabidiol. It is one of the many different compounds found in the cannabis family of plants, uh, specifically originating from the resinous flower of cannabis is where we find um, that in high concentrations. But cannabis itself, it's important to know, has over 100 different cannabinoids within this within this plant. So CBD is actually just one of those compounds. Um, another very common one that you'll hear um, and probably have heard a lot of is THC. Um, so THC is uh, the primary psychoactive component in cannabis. CBD itself is non-psychoactive, so it does not give you that euphoric or high feeling um, when ingested. So that's just a little bit about it. Um, normally, the hemp side of the family of cannabis um, actually produces very high levels of CBD. And once you get started into the um, THC side or marijuana side of plants, those are usually high THC plants with a lower CBD concentration in there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I think it's good to define it, you know, because I think that there's a lot of confusion you know, the differences between CBD and THC. So that's super good info. Thank you so much, Trish. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, Chelsea, I want to kind of shift over to you and I really want to kind of know where we're at in the research department, right? Like what do we know definitively? Do we know any anything definitively? Where are we at in the research game for CBD and pets? Okay, great. Thanks, Rachel. Um, I'm happy to announce that in the last um, year, we've actually had two articles be published from peer-reviewed journals. The importance of that is that in the past, um, peer-reviewed journals have not been open to cannabis clinical testing. And so now we have two good studies, one from Cornell, one from Colorado State University, looking at the absorption and efficacy um, 
and safety of using CBD in pets. So, and the research luckily came out um, very strongly in uh, support of CBD being safe for pets. And they, at CSU, tested a range of doses um, up to very, very high doses and didn't see a lot of effects from the CBD directly. Cornell paired their study with um, an osteoarthritis model, meaning that uh, dogs that had osteoarthritis were given CBD and then evaluated by the veterinarians. And also um, a client survey was a component of that study. The great news is that we've got um, about six different research projects going on at universities um, currently, some in cats, some in dogs. Um, as a company with VetCS, we have a horse study going on uh, as well as an avian study. So I think in the next few years here, we'll actually have really good applicable data um, to support the use of, of CBD and hemp products in, in pets. Oh my gosh, that's it's so exciting, right? That we're finally getting an opportunity to dive in and actually do research and get like definitive data. Like it did have this effect, it didn't have this effect. So thank you so much, Chelsea. That's really informative. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So Trish, I want to bounce back over to you. Okay. Um, and I want to just kind of talk about what we can use CBD for in our pets, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I talk about dogs specifically. Your clients have been using the CBD4 and what kind of benefits they've been seeing. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Dr. Ludke did a great job explaining the research side. And so that kind of leads into this uh, question. We do extrapolate a lot from uh, human medicine and what they have found with cannabis. So um, it's really nice to be able to read some of those cases and apply them uh, to animals and what we're seeing there. So um, I would say uh, on the forefront, our one of our most popular applications is anxiety. Um, I like to say situational anxiety. <laughs> um, so car rides, um, trips to the vet, um, things of that nature, we found great success in, in dogs cats and horses. Um, Horses specifically are very um, anxiety heavy um, animals just by nature. So being able to ease them for trailering or going to shows, um, things of that nature are is very helpful for us. Um, Like Dr. Ludke mentioned with the osteoarthritis studies going on right now, um, arthritis, uh, mobility issues, those are huge for us right now. uh, And and really encouraging to see uh, some improvement within the first couple of days of treatment with this. So it's pretty incredible that, you know, anecdotally um, consumers or I'm sorry, pet owners themselves are actually, you know, telling us they're getting up a lot easier after laying down for a period of time or they're starting to go up and down the stairs or they're able to get up and down off the couch. Those everyday, you know, occurrences that the owner, you know, notes to us that has been improved so quickly is so encouraging. Um, we do have a great amount of clients um, and or pet owners, I should say, that that use us for um, epilepsy, so seizure um, support for their animals, and really being able to um, assist along, even alongside their medications, as far as phenobarbital and even Keppra. Um, we have noticed uh, great support in that area as well. Um, so. It's important to know um, that a lot of people, pet owners specifically, I get a lot of phone calls saying, I feel like, you know, CBD is a panacea. Why does it treat so many issues? And I think it's very worth noting um, and explaining to people that 
it, it feels that way because it is that way. <laughs> we do have a specific um, uh, system called the endocannabinoid system within our bodies that all mammals have, so humans, animals alike, uh, that actually have specific receptors that um, indirectly bind to these CBD molecules within our body. So these can be found um, throughout our brain, CNS system, skin, liver, tissue, bone. Um, they are called the CB1 and CB2 receptors. So again, found all over the body. And as these, um, you know, ailments or conditions pop up, when you apply CBD therapy and supplement that endocannabinoid system in the body, it really shoots to that specific area that is in need first. And then we're also seeing secondary benefits from that. So let's say, you know, a pet is using CBD therapy for um, just being, we call it ADR in veterinary medicine. So just not doing right, not moving very well, maybe not eating because they're not comfortable. Um, when you supplement the endocannabinoid system, you start seeing benefits for the initial issues. So let's say mobility, things like that. But then we're finding that they are becoming more comfortable and we're finding secondary benefits of them eating more and playing better. And it's really kind of this really great all-encompassing wellness program for them that's very encouraging to see and, and, and hear from our pet owners. It's so exciting. And like, you know, just anecdotally, I give Tiba, you know, right. Uh, CBD daily. And, you know, she, she can be just kind of an anxious dog in general. And I can tell when I've forgotten to give her the CBD oil <laughs> because she is like whimpering and crying at me. I'm like, what Aww. is your problem? Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot to give you the CBD. Today. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, and I think it doesn't even have to be for anxious dogs. Like Waylon is not an anxious dog at all. Right. Like he's extremely mm -hmm. confident, but he's super athletic and we're so busy and I give it to him after we've done like strenuous hikes. And I definitely notice a difference in his mobility after the fact. So wonderful. It's, I know it's incredible, like how many uses CBD can have in pets. So it's, it's super right. exciting. Yeah. Right. Right. And especially I, I hear that a lot with, with pet owners, uh, you know, people that are very active like you, Rachel, that are um, going out on those hikes and, and doing these great things with their dogs, which is great. Um, but reduction of inflammation uh, is, is huge with CBD. And so, you know, just, just being able to stay ahead of that curve with them after a very active day is phenomenal. So I'm glad that you use it for that. That's so cool. Yeah. So, okay. So Dr. Ludke, I want to switch back to you and I want to kind of talk about um, how we should supplement and how we should dose, how we should give CBD to our cats, dogs, horses, if we're trying to use it for training or for anxiety reduction. So you want to kind of talk about like when, how much, like what that kind of looks like. For sure. Um, so we've found in all, in all of our kind of case studies and um, observations is that if you give, um, say you're giving an oil formulation, like what we offer, um, generally within half an hour to up to an hour, you're going to see benefit. So we try to encourage, um, pet owners to time, you know, time it with their, whether they're doing obedience work or agility, things like that, time it well so that it has its best chance to be effective. And um, in dogs, we do know that the half-life, um, for CBD oil in general is between three and a half and four hours. So that's a good time frame. It's still in their system at a good level, an effective level at about six to eight hours. So just know that, you know, if you give it at 8 a.m., but they've got 
you know, a, a training period at five or 6 PM, they're probably not, they're not going to get a whole lot of benefit from it. And also what we were dosing, we have dosing guidelines on every bottle that we sell based on weight. So um, you'll find that a lot of products out there and, and pet parents using human products, things like that, and giving kind of variable dosing is that we really want to hone in on, on appropriate dosages for each pet based on their weight. Uh, and that, there can still be some variability. Some animals are more sensitive to cannabinoids and, and CBD oil. Um, and so we recommend that owners work with their dog several times before they're ever going to do the, you know, a show or, or some more intense activity just to know how their, their specific pet responds. Um, and then you can kind of play with that dosing, uh, either up or down. If you're not getting enough benefit, um, that's kind of where um, Trish and I come in as we help you, you know, decide, do you want to go up? A dose? Do you want to go down? And, and that's where we offer that customer support because it is, it is confusing still. Um, and, you know, research is coming out, um, you know, very quickly. So we're, we're paying attention to all that and keeping up on all the newest information. So I think that part of it is important. And then um, something to be said is just that if you are showing your dog, um, you know, make sure that that the hosting like regulatory agency or whatever um, that you're conforming with guidelines. Um, we haven't had any CBD specific restrictions to, to this point, but um, it's always good to check before you do it. We have um, actually a couple of veterinarians that use it for their own dogs in agility trials because, because their dogs are, you know, that hyper, the dogs are really good types or hyper alert um, and they kind of get themselves too wound up. And so we've had really good feedback on those specific animals. Um, it doesn't slow them down. Um, it's just kind of more what we like to consider focus is that they're just less uh, distracted by everything going on around them. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's super good information because if you're competing in the dog sport world, right, even in, you know, the horse sport world, anything you can do to give your pet you know, a more balanced head and body when you run it going to the ring. I mean, I think that that's awesome. So Tiva's retired these days, but uh, she fits the uh, the hyperactive uh, dog <laughs> category, right? So yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine what competitions would have looked like for us if I wouldn't have known about CBD back then. But right. yeah, awesome. So exciting. Okay, so um, Trish, I want to switch back to you. And um, I just want to know, are there any pets that CBD is wrong for? And is there like an age, you know, should young puppies be getting CBD? Should yeah. old dogs be getting CBD? <laughs> Yeah, that's thanks, Rachel. That's an awesome question. Um, we actually get this one a lot. Um, uh, to touch on older dogs, absolutely, I think they're great candidates for CBD therapy. Um, again, reducing that inflammation, maybe supporting some arthritis, overall body wellness. It's, it's really great for our older dogs in that regard, just to sort of make them comfortable as they get older. Um, we're the same as humans. So, you know, I think they, they definitely benefit from that. Um, as far as younger dogs, at the moment, um, we do not currently recommend uh, using the CBD therapy in dogs younger than six months of age. Um, we also don't use it in any pregnant or lactating animals. Uh, this is namely due to um, lack of research in this area, to be honest with you. We just don't have a lot in this neonatal stage stage and this pregnancy stage. So we're just more erring on the side of caution. Um, it's fairly interesting that we have heard 
um, you know, some great points brought up in the fact of we don't also know if supplementing the endocannabinoid system too early might affect its development as they get older. So their susceptibility to be able to, um, you know, intake these molecules in a, in a healthy way later. So it's kind of interesting to think about it like that. So hopefully um, in the future, once we get some more direct research in that area, we'll be able to do that. Um, so I have gotten a lot of phone calls <laughs> from pet owners uh, saying, hey, I just bought this brand new puppy. Uh, it's totally crazy. It's running around all over the place. Um, it whines, it chews on stuff. Uh, it's got so much energy. Can I use CBD <sighs> therapy for it? And my very first answer is no, <laughs> let's not go there yet. I very much usually recommend a reputable licensed dog trainer like yourself. We use a, a good feeling dog training very often um, in recommending to people like, let's get a great exercise program for them. Let's work on some behavioral manners <laughs> and, um, you know, incorporate some crate training modalities for them. And I, I think, you know, educating people that it's, it's very useful in some areas, but not all areas. We need to, you know, give the dog its own best chance first before we start supplementing their bodies with something else. I do think that some of them do have a, a, a true um, anxiety base, whether they come from a terrible situation to start with. Um, so maybe, you know, as they reach that six month mark or older, um, I think it's really great to maybe use CBD therapy alongside with, you know, the trainer, if they think they would like to incorporate it into that program, I think it sort of, you know, can be really good to help that dog be a little more malleable to training. So be able to, like Dr. Ludke mentioned earlier, just keep them focused. They can focus on the job at hand. They can receive the information a little bit better and maybe, you know, be able to have a positive outcome to where CBD might not even be necessary after that. So there are so many different um, areas to this that are very important to consider for pet owners and in working with professionals like yourself, Rachel, and veterinary professionals and all of us coming together to do what's best for the animal is extremely important. We do know um, also on, on our veterinary side that CBD specifically is metabolized through the P450 enzyme in the liver. So it's important to um, talk with your veterinarian and also like us at VetCS who are happy to speak with your veterinarian if your dog is on current medications, uh, just to make sure that you know, nothing is going to be harmful in adding to this. We have not found um, huge interactions, but we do see some. So, you know, for instance, um, a dog that we have, you know, is on gabapentin uh, through their veterinarian and they're on that normally, we have actually seen um, in incorporating CBD, the, the heightened experience of that gabapentin. So uh, owners noting that their dog does seem a little more uh, sedate or, you know, those sedation okay, yeah. um, visuals. So it's really not even, it's more tailoring uh, the dose of CBD and the dose of gabapentin to have a, a therapeutic level right there. So it's just important to be able to work with your veterinary professionals just to maintain the safety of the animal. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's super good information. And just really quickly touching on the puppies. Um, if you have yeah. a hyperactive puppy, uh, that's normal. Puppy yes. behavior, right. <laughs> <Absolutely>. so, <laughs> right. We're not going to be using CBD to, um, 
you know, deal with normal puppy behavior. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's really good information. Okay. So just really quickly back to the negative side effects, Trish, have you guys seen anything like in the diarrhea department, loose stool, oh. like that's a, yeah. any dogs <laughs> digestively does not agree with CBD? Um, you know, the only side effect as far as, um, application goes with a specific product, um, that we as a company and our, um, like Dr. Ludke mentioned, our independent case studies is really just a, a possible loose stool from too much oil because it is, um, there is oil incorporation in there, but that would really have to be an excessive amount. Um, not too much GI upsets actually on, on our end, uh, the, endocannabinoid system has receptors all throughout the GI tract. So we're actually finding um, it helping some of our dogs with issues in that department. So that's really encouraging that irritable, irritable bowel disease, um, cats and dogs, uh, a little benefit for them there. So that's really, that's really neat to see. My God, that's so exciting. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for addressing that. Yeah. Cause I get that question all the time. Yeah. Like, is it going to cause like diarrhea? I'm like, I, I don't know. So now we know. <laughs> Now we know it's not <laughs> impossible. You know, every right, dog right. that can't has the potential to respond differently. So we just, you know, encourage pet owners, just monitor your pet. Do you know them best? Uh, keep an eye on them and just note any changes and contact us if you have any issues. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So Dr. Lukey, I want to switch back to you really quickly. And um, I just want to kind of hear about like the testing and like the CBD product that you guys use and how you're making sure that like you're producing the best product you can. So yeah, we at VetCS, we've strived to make sure that we're producing the highest quality ingredients possible. And that took a lot of formulation um, tweaks in the beginning and just making sure that our suppliers are in line because there are sources of, of poor quality hemp and, and hemp plants themselves will actually accumulate uh, toxins from the soil. So whether it's heavy metals, they also accumulate pesticides, things like that. So we've been wow, really careful. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good thing to know when you're looking at products is making sure that the companies are, are individually testing batches and the plants themselves to make sure that you don't have those residuals in there. We we have traditionally sourced actually from Europe because there was a really longstanding um, hemp pilot program in Czech Republic, um, and we're now switching over to domestic hemp. Now that the 2018 Farm Bill has passed, um, we feel more comfortable. In the past, uh, Farm Bill hemp was actually not meant to be for retail use, and now that that channel has opened up this January of 2019. Uh, we're actually able to use domestic hemp, which we're super excited about. So we've been working with some local farms um, to get those formulations done. Um, and we're very excited about that. But ultimately, we batch test, you know, every completed uh, bottle um, and batch is tested so that we know uh, that there's no THC in there. There's no, <laughs> no other residual solvents or even microbial contaminants can be an issue. Um, so that's something that you want to look for when you're looking for products. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Um, so I just wanted to touch a bit on product selection in general for pet owners. Um, with this market being so unregulated at the, at the moment, it really is overwhelming. Different pet products out there, know which ones are safe for your pet. We do have a lot of additives in, in certain 
um, formulations that are out there that are that are mostly meant for humans and, and not safe for animals. So some might have xylitol in their formulations as a sweetener that is toxic to animals. So, you know, there's things that we need to look out for that that are very important to keep in mind. Um, with this influx of products, especially this year after the farm bill, we just want pet owners to be safe and be aware of how to keep their animals safe and, and trying to give them something that's a therapeutic benefit to them. So my big ask companies to provide them with certificates of analysis on all of their formulations. So Dr. Ludke touched on this earlier, how VetCS as a company, we really have testing throughout our entire chain of custody. And, and what that means is that companies do need to be um, testing for the cannabinoid profile within the concentration of these formulations. So giving you um, exact uh, milligram content of what is in there. Uh, they need to provide terpene analysis. So those are natural components within the plant that give them their specific smell, um, but they also have therapeutic properties. You'll find a lot of those in essential oils even as well. So having an analysis to tell you what those are is important. Um, elemental analysis is great. So testing for heavy, metal, heavy metals such as lead in the product, uh, like Dr. Lutke mentioned, the hemp plant is great at um, sucking up all of those harmful contaminants of the soil, but those can actually land in products. We need to be very careful of that. Um, we test for bacterial contamination. So um, any of those microbes, uh, mycotoxins, pesticides, fungicides. So that is all just very important information for pet owners to be aware of, to, uh, you know, shop for products for their pet. Um, a lot of companies are pretty much slapping a paw print on a bottle and inside of that. And some of them can have negligible, um, you know, amounts of CBD or whatever cannabinoid they're targeting. Uh, a lot say, you know, derived from hemp seed oil and uh, hemp seed oil actually contains no cannabinoids within there. So it's very right. important for pet owners to be educated on what to look for. And if you're ever confused or have questions, we are always more than happy to help um, in that department. So, yeah. And thank you for clarifying that. Right. And I, and you're right, because you could just do an Amazon search CBD for pets and who knows like what they actually put in their product. So exactly. transparency and testing is really, really important in CBD. So thank you, Trish, for clarifying. Exactly. That. Thank you so much, Rachel. Nice. Yeah, no. And I, and I can only imagine the links that you guys have gone to, to make sure that the testing and all of that is accurate. So guys, when you order vet CS product, I mean, you're getting the real deal. So if you're interested in CBD products, make sure that wherever you're buying it from is really transparent about where they've gotten their CBD from and the testing that they've been doing. That's super important. Okay. So Trish, um, I want to kind of dive into VetCS. Like tell us why you guys started VetCS, what kind of products you guys make, like tell us all about it. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Rachel. So, uh, Dr. Lukey and myself, actually, we met in practice. I worked with her at an equine clinic, um, and we really started getting inquiries from horse owners asking us if they can use uh, cannabis in their animals. And uh, I mean, even down to questions like, I'm going to go to the dispensary and get an edible for my horse. And we're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> just let's, let's pause here for a second. And, you know, let us help you look into this further. Let's help guide you. Um, and that's really what started piquing our interest was starting to get those inquiries like any uh, veterinary cl clinic can attest to these days that it's a very common question that they do get. So 
you know, we started looking into it a little bit further and, and really fell in love with it. We fell in love with the science behind the use of cannabis in veterinary medicine. It is very interesting and um, ever evolving. So it keeps us on our toes. Uh, we definitely find that we are researching every single day. Um, <laughs> we talk, uh, you know, every day about what's new, what's happening, what's going on. Uh, legality, what's changing. It's just an ever evolving industry. So it actually is a very fun industry to be a part of. And um, our favorite part is getting owner feedback. So all of these um, stories from owners of, hey, I, I bought your product, I'm using it for this and my dog, and he's doing so much better. It's just so encouraging for us uh, to be able to to hear that. So that's really oh, our gratifying. favorite part. Yeah, yeah awesome. absolutely. Very gratifying. Um, so what we did is we specifically went into wanting to formulate for dogs, cats, and horses. Um, obviously, like I mentioned before, all mammals have an endocannabinoid system. So it's very wide for many species of animals. We just felt that you know, focusing on these three to start as we got used to all of this was a great avenue. So what we do is produce three different uh, tinctures for dogs. We have uh, various sizes based on uh, the size of the animal. So we specifically do all of our formulations based by weight. So small, medium, and large size dogs. We have a 500 milligram, uh, 15 mil bottle for small dogs. We have a 1,000 milligram bottle in a 30 mil for medium-sized dogs, and we have a 2,000 milligram bottle uh, in a 30 mil for large dogs. Um, as far as our cats go, we did start them out on this same product that we're using in the small dogs, actually, and it's a whole plant product. So it has those really great terpenes in there and all of these, you know, flavonoids and these great essential parts of the plant. However, we were finding that cats were a tad sensitive to that smell. Um, cats by nature are <laughs> a tad pickier with certain yeah, things. Yeah, totally. So, uh, <laughs> what we did was eventually we formulated their own product. So we have a cat-specific formulation uh, that's a low-scent version. Uh, we still can incorporate those those therapeutic terpenes in with our formulation, just not as intense in the in the aromatic department for their noses. So that they nice. really okay. enjoy that formulation. That's been really great. Um, on the horse side, uh, we are the only company to formulate a paste for horses. Uh, horse owners, this might sound weird to people who aren't horse people, but horse owners are, are very used to using an oral administration paste. And so this is a, a just a dial a dose, a large syringe basically that uh, you can give a daily dosing out of that same syringe. And then we also do a powder version for horses as well. So really nice just to use a daily scoop on top of their grain. And, and horses have been loving that with the flaxseed base that we put in there. It's, it's really tasty. So, <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. And I love how not only is CBD in there, but you're also using other quality ingredients that can benefit the animal too, which is super cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're really excited to have our dog well. So in the next month or so, we're excited to launch some peanut butter treats for dogs. Um, and those are really meant, you know, our sentiment with those are really meant to be um, as a supplement alongside our oil. So let's say, you know, you use our daily oil twice a day for your dog. Um, but like we talked about earlier, if you go on 
a hike that day or extra, you know, activity that you think they might be a little more sore from than normal, uh, just giving them an extra cookie that day might be a great little, um, you know, addition to their, to their CBD therapy plan. Totally. Yeah. And if they had like a particularly stressful day, if there was thunder or fireworks, that could be a good addition too. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) Trish, Dr. Lukey, it has been so much fun having you guys on the podcast. Thank you so much for the in-depth information about CBD and your products. Um, If people want to learn more about you or buy your products, um, where can they find you? Your website, um, social media, tell us all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So we are all online. So you can visit uh, www.vetcs.com and you just place orders through our website. Uh, We have very fast shipping. We do uh, uh, free shipping on all orders over $50. Um, We will run various uh, promotions throughout the year. uh, Just, you know, random coupon codes, things like that. Um, You can find us on Facebook at VetCS or on Instagram at Vet underscore (laughs) CS. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And I'll include all those links in the show notes so that people can find you. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were actually planning on trying to do this podcast yesterday, but here in Colorado, we got hit with the bomb cyclone. So (laughs) we all lost power. Chelsea, you guys lost power yesterday, didn't you? Yes, it was terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> Thankfully, power has been restored. We have Wi Fi again, but yeah, it's a crazy All is right. Colorado, right? Yes. right. Yes. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you us. so much, Rachel. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co you can also find us on facebook at a good feeling dog training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com. dog training.com